Just do it is a famous tagline and is meant to be motivating. But when I see it, it just exhausts me. If I wanted to do it, I would have done it already. I need something different to get me started and more importantly, to keep me going. Each of us has a set of values or key motivators that when dangled like a carrot will get us going and continue to push us to succeed. Having those values is like cracking the code. For me, I am an aesthetic, individualist, and altruist, which means I am motivated by situations where I can create or appreciate beauty, balance, and harmony. Be my authentic self while helping others. Now, look at the work that I do in the world, my friends. I am in alignment, and as a result, it seems easy. We don't have to be competitive. We don't have to be pushed by others. We don't have to white knuckle through a situation. We can do hard things when we're motivated by what is in our innate nature. In this episode, I outline the seven core values and several ways to understand which align with you and how to leverage them both personally and professionally. Let's go. Yesterday, I was at a gathering of women and one of the women sitting next to me was talking about a challenge that she had just joined. It was a fitness challenge and there was an app associated with it and so forth. And she was like on day two and she was all in. And she was like, I don't know who Jim is, but I'm going to beat Jim. And so apparently Jim is another one of the participants in the challenge. And there's a ranking system and you're banking points for moving and you you get different points for like, you know, moving slowly, moving quickly, what you're eating, sleep, all the things, all the, all those check marks that we should um, all be kind of trying to do in living a very full and healthy life. And And so she was strategizing on how she was going to not hold, she was holding some of her points. She wasn't putting them all in, how she had to do an extra set of cardio so that she could get more points, yada, yada, yada. And I looked at her and I was like, I can't, that just exhausts me. Like, I can't even, like, I don't have really a competitive bone in my body. And I looked across the table to another woman who is also doing the challenge. And she was like, yeah, I haven't put any points in yet. And it was already looking like it's only day two and what have I done, right? So it gave me pause on the concept of like, oh, can I be successful if I'm not competitive? Because there is this piece of like, you know, those who strive for more and set high goals and wanting to succeed and they're going to beat the system and so forth. They're the ones that succeed, right? And for those that are like, ah, I go with the flow. It's this thought, it's them and us. 
and that competition is the name of the game, right? Or how do we stay motivated? That is my question to you. And that's what I want to talk about because competition is works for some, clearly doesn't work for all, but it in no means that they are going to be more successful than you are or that I am. It is understanding what we need to not only get going, but stay going. Okay. So it really is understanding what is your key motivating factor. And within my coaching practice, I use two assessment tools. One is DISC, D-I-S-N-C, and that is a behavioral assessment, kind of observable behavior. It is comparative to the predictive index, if you've ever taken that one. It is not a personality assessment. It is on behavior, and it can really help you understand why, how do you tick? What makes you tick? What um, is the reason why some things are hard and some things are easy for you? And it also really helps in understanding your communication style. The second one is called values, and it assesses your top key motivators or your values. And there is a, um, there are seven different measures or seven different values. So the first one is aesthetic, and that is those who are motivated by aesthetics are looking at things of beauty and also things of harmony and balance. The next one is individualistic. Those are the ones that want to be able to walk into a room and say, hello, look at me, here I am. They kind of march to their own drum and um, need autonomy. Then there's economic. Those are those that are motivated by tangible rewards. They're the ones that want stock options and are motivated by um, money and of those like to have things. Political is not political in the sense of they want to run for office, unless they do. Those that are high political, they're motivated by leadership. They want to lead. They want the ability to create a vision and bolster the folks with that are working with them and move them over a finish line. Then there's the altruists. Altruists want to help. They want to help for helping's sake. They're great for mentoring and working out in the world, even helping within their families and so forth. Then there's regulatory. Regulatories are motivated by structure and organization and systems and trying to organize and figure out the best way to do things. And then the last one is theoretical. There are lifelong learners. They're the ones that read the newspaper from front to back every day and every word in between. I'm more of a, I'll read the headlines, maybe the first paragraph, I got enough, right? So theoreticals want to be able to learn and to kind of continue to hone their skills and their craft and so forth. 
So what do these values mean? Like, how can you use these to understand yourself and understanding why you may not have stayed motivated in some initiative that you've done in the past and what by now tapping into which of these values you are, you can then lean into them and leverage them to help you stay motivated. And this is not only kind of like personally, like, okay, I really want to, again, live as a whole, healthy, fulfilled individual. But every time I try something new, I fall down after the third day so on and so forth. There's two factors in there. One is, are you sure that the approach that you're doing hits a why? Why are you doing this? We talk a lot about, we've talked about the five whys. I'll put that into, um, that's one of my past podcasts, kind of getting to the root cause of things of like, why am I not able to kind of follow through on this? And there's a lot. I talk about the shoulds. I should run a mile every day. Why? If you could run a mile every day, what's stopping you? Understanding that piece. But once you have, this is my why, and this is, I know that this is something that's important to me and I want to follow through on it, how can I now find a way to keep myself motivated? And then on the professional side, and this is, Kind of think of this as the work you do in the world, either in within your family, within the <clears throat> a volunteer situation, or for a paid position. If you're not hitting your values with that work, you might be really good at it, but it's not filling you up. So it's pulling you down. So you're wanting to understand what these values are so that you can find a position that uses your skills to hit on those values so that you get to the end of the day and are like, I'm awesome. That was awesome. I feel so good. Okay. So let's go back to our original example. That individual, I would say, is a high economic political. They are like those who are in the high economic political, especially if they are combined, they're the what we refer to as the CEO. They want to be the winner. That's that's just they want to um, be rewarded. They need those rewards. Okay, so for her joining a challenge where there are avatars and where there is a podium where one can keep trying to strive to be the best, where there's metrics and so forth, that is her jam. That's perfect for her. For me, I too love a good challenge. I am always signing up for challenges. I'm in the middle of a video challenge right now, which that's a whole other story. But for me, I enjoy challenges because it holds me accountable. It says, okay, for the next 30 days, Janessa, we want you to focus on this. It gives me something to focus on. It gives me something to be a part of. There's other people doing it so I can see what they're doing. It's also in a way that I have to check in because I am one that I kind of get into my own head and all of a sudden 
I've like fallen down because I'm not staying front of mind. So if I have someone or something to check back into, I'm more apt to stay on track. And I love a challenge because they give me ideas on how I can create more, move more, um, write more, all the different types of challenges that I've done. I am a high aesthetic, individualistic, and altruist, all three of those. Typically, people are kind of have a high one or two. Mine are all very similar, um, all high in those three categories. So for me, I love beauty and interest and harmony and balance, like If I were to go out in the world and look for a job, I would want one where I could then have a beautiful space to work in when I'm there, but also have the flexibility to kind of have that work-life balance. As it relates to individualistic, that is that whole autonomy. I want to be able to create my own projects. I want to be able to do, this is why I've been self-employed for 22 years is because I want to do the work that I want to do and I want to create it myself and I want to have that recognition and so forth. I have always been, you know, I dress how I dress. I look how I look. I talk how I talk, like it or not, take it or leave it. This is who I am. But I like the attention. And then I'm a high altruist, which means I love to help people. I love to be able to, you know, they send out an email from the, um, from like the PTO and I'm like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? So in, in exchange for that, I can get in trouble with my own schedule of like over committing. And that takes away from that balance that I'm looking for as well. It is, you know, it's all about noticing, Right. So now in the work that I do as a empowerment coach and a community host, I am able to do all three of those, like leaning in on all of those in the work that I do. And for me to stay motivated, I need to be able to either help. So thus, if I'm doing a challenge and I go into challenges with like, okay, everyone's going to be posting about this challenge. I want to be their biggest cheerleader. I want to go in and be like, oh my God, Mary, that is an amazing video. You did awesome. Great job. I also want to be able to post whatever. I'm just using a challenge as an example. Post that I did this so that I can get recognition. Like a lot of the creative challenges that I do, I want people to be like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And also for me to stay motivated, I cannot be stressed out. Listening to her talk about like, oh my God, I was going to go to bed, but I needed some more points. So I went and ran around. I'm like, oh my God, that's so exhausting. That's not for me. If I can do this in a way that I feel like I haven't overexerted myself, but yet still pushed myself, that's that's where I want to be. So understanding our own values 
is so important. And there's lots of ways that you can get to this outside of this assessment. I also, so every single person who works with me goes through the assessments and we also do a, I have a like comprehensive um, values exercise and we went through that in um, a workshop that I did a few months ago called The Evening of More. And I'll leave a link to that replay and to um, and to that exercise so that you can kind of tap into it that way if you're not wanting to do the assessment. But I also will leave an, uh, a link in the show notes for the assessment. If you want to, that is a cost for the assessment. But if that's something of interest to you, I would love for you to tap into that. Having the assessment also understanding your own self is one thing, but also being able to understand what your spouse and your children value. Also, if you work in a leadership role, understanding what others that work for you, what their key motivators are. Because we've come from this place of like, oh, if we want to recruit this person, we just need to give them more money. Now, I told you what my highest were. My lowest is economic. It is so low that in the chart, it's like a there. Um, when you get the assessment, it's like a 54 page assessment. It tells you so many interesting things about yourself. But the page where it's showing where you're ranking there, it's like a bar chart, right? And the economic is so small that it doesn't even have any three dimension. It is just a flat spot. I am that low. Now, that does not mean that I do not want to be valued for the work that I do. It does not mean that I don't charge for the work that I do. It just means that that isn't why I do the work that I do. Whereas my husband is a 99 in economic. Like he, it doesn't matter what he does for work. He is a software engineer, but he, as long as they're paying him well, he's happy. Now, my aesthetic is nearly a 99. Beauty, surroundings, comfort, and so forth are very important to me. He is such a tiny aesthetic. Set him in a closet and pay him well, he's perfectly happy, okay? So for years, we lived in a house that was our starter house that we lived in for 18 years. And it reached a point where it was like, Lord, help me. I cannot stay here any longer. But for him, there's nothing wrong with this. It's all perfectly fine. It's not too small. It's not getting too old. It doesn't need to be renovated, so on and so forth, because he just sees it as dollar signs. A new house will be more expensive, and he is motivated by money. And thus, those who are motivated by money, they like to get it, but they don't necessarily like to spend it. So once I understood where he was at, I had to change my approach to help him understand how by selling and purchasing in such a way that we were looking at doing that he was actually going to gain dollars. And once he started to see that he could gain, like this was an investment and so forth, then he was open to the situation. So knowing that was really important. 
as we are trying to motivate our children, my two children to completely different. One is motivated by money <clears throat> and one is motivated, is much more an individualistic like me, wants to be seen, praised, wants to have his way. And so there are times when he can't have his way, but if I can make it look like it's his way, then we're all better off for it. So what is it that you're wanting to do in your life? What is it that's an initiative that you know that you want to do, but have not been able to stay motivated? First, you need to understand your why. And then you need to understand how can I incentivize myself? How can I keep myself motivated as it aligns to my values so that I can do this for the long haul? We can all do, if you were wanting to lose five pounds, we could all lose five pounds. Crash diet, let's just focus and white knuckle it and so forth. That's not going to get us anywhere because on day six, after we've just like starved ourselves for five days to lose five pounds, we're back to the way we were. If we're wanting to make long-term changes in our life, we're doing them in tiny, tiny increments. That's the whole point of a daily practice. We need to break it down and we need to celebrate with those motivating factors. What do you need? When I was in high school, I was very competitive on grades with a, a, a select group of boys. Never was I ever competitive on grades with my best friends. But there was this group of boys that I had to get. If they got a 99, I had to get 100. If they got a 98, I had to get 99. I had to beat them. It wasn't that I was more motivated by competition then or needed to win. It's because I needed to be seen. I'm an individualistic. I wanted to be seen and recognized by these boys. Silly, 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 silly high school thoughts, right? I'm I'm smart and I'm good at homework and I can, I got good grades. So I used that skill, that, that tool to be able to get that, that recognition that I was so needing. It's probably why I'm a people pleaser. And this is why I do things for people because I'm a helper and I want to have that praise. I've had a whole podcast series on praise and how we have to kind of look within ourselves and not to the outside. But understanding that you do are motivated by that is something to be noticed. So think back to something where you succeeded and how did you stay motivated for that? And you'll start to see it, even without using an assessment or going through this workshop that I've done. Just think of when you went to, you know, what was the best benefit that you ever received from a job? Was it flexibility? Was it the ability to create a program? Was it a bit, the ability to 
create a whole new structure and organization? What is it that makes you like light up as it relates to being able to do the work in the world? Really notice. And then how can you use that to motivate you on your next initiative and to keep you motivated in just taking care of yourselves. You don't need a whole initiative just to live as a whole, unstressed, happy, joyful individual is an initiative in itself. And so often we just fall back into the stress and the busy and the too much. So what's gonna keep us centered, grounded in front of mind and as I say, on the top of our own list.